0: Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast. I'm your host, Paige McLaren, rising mental health professional, military spouse, and wellness coach. I'm so excited to dive into these episodes with you and give you all the tools and resources you need to get your life abundant and fulfilling. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. (laughs) Hello. Uh, we were trying to start this podcast on a serious note, but when Zach's in the room, <laughs> nothing serious. So welcome Zach to the podcast because it's his first time here. He's been dying to get on the show and speak his truth. So welcome Zach.
1: Hi guys. <laughs> Glad to be here.
0: Uh, so brief backstory. Uh, Zach just got back from a month-long training, and we have the whole family here. <laughs> Excuse our vocal dog. Uh, we have the whole family here, um, so it's going to be a good good episode today. Um, it's good to have Zach back. He has been gone, like I said, for a month, um, which is perfect because our topic for today is all about navigating unknowns and the uncertainty of life and just how we both handle that in very different ways and how that uh, brings us together and affects our relationship in certain ways. So, yeah. So Zach, Hi. anything you want to add at the beginning?
1: No, this is going to be interesting, I'm excited to see how it turns out. Um
0: okay so over the last few years we've had a lot of unknowns in our life um we've been married for almost a year now and most of that time actually all of that time has been unknown we first were dealing with deployment and a whole almost a year of our relationship being thousands of miles apart um and on a seven or eight hour time difference i don't even remember um for like nine or ten months so that was challenging to say the least and a lot of unknowns surrounded that of course and if you know anything about military life you know that that is just part of it and that's something you have to just learn to deal with um but then we've also dealt with a lot of unknowns in other areas like re-enlisting and that decision and then dates and training dates and My graduate school internships and licensure requirements and everything like that and where we're moving and when we're moving and even if we're. moving, And so all of those things are just to say the least. Um, But it's all come in good measure and it's really just part of the journey and like my friend Grace and I always say it's for the plot. (laughs) And so we are here because i want to talk about how zach handles unknown and stressful times and uncertainty because it is starkly different than how i do and i think that's just a really interesting topic so zach how do you handle this
1: Hmm. so you know i'm more laid back i'm very go with the flow kind of person i kind of take in the moments as i go Um, I've learned from an early age that the army is unpredictable and it's better to not think about what can happen or where it might go. But living by that day and the hours, um, I think is how I handle stress kind of on the fly and be able to kind of navigate through the jungle a little easier, kind of not knowing what's going to be next is how I go about it. Um, so yeah, I'm like you, Paige. I am more of a go with the flow kind of guy. I'm easily ready to go with the wind.
0: Yeah. What's like a a time when you've had to do that and not not overthink, but not think too deeply about something that you don't have control over.
1: Um, I think the last time I really had something that was like, wow, I have no control over this. I'm going to have to do this no matter what. I think was last, uh, almost a year ago now. We were at JRTC, like where I just got back from. And one of the higher up guys, stopped to talk to us and he was like yeah uh russia invaded ukraine and my heart instantly my everything in me just dropped i was like oh no like what what am i going to do like i don't want to do this um but it was something that you have to do and you're obligated to do and being in the military and it was kind of heartbreaking um to know that i was going to get deployed no matter what And with my new, at the time, fiancé, I was kind of like, I'm leaving her in the dust, leaving you in the dust, to go do whatever the military tells me to do. And I think that was the last time that I was kind of like, how do I handle this? How do I go about this situation that I'm in? And Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I, I handle it piece by piece. Getting the information as I go, not not completely breaking down and mm-hmm. acting crazy when I hear bad news. Yeah, you can just at news. me next
0: time. <laughs> I this is like a huge, huge, huge topic in my life and in my like mindset journey right now. Is not like um, not planning but not jumping to the future and not thinking so far ahead because I get what I get trapped in what's called like a thought stacking or like a negative negative loop like a negative mindset loop and I'm sure people can relate to this but it's like oh well if we move there then what if you get deployed and what if this and what if that and like it's just one thing after the next and it's something that you can't really even get yourself out of
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so over the last however long it's like been something i tried to work on is trying to not be so wrapped up in the what ifs and what if the negative and what if negative what if negative what if negative, what if negative. it's like a nonstop stop loop that you cannot even get yourself out of yeah. sometimes
1: yeah and a big Another scenario, the same scenario, actually, is I got myself in all these what ifs, like what if war, what if something's crazy, something bad happens, but all this what if were nothing. They weren't nothing because I I went to Poland, had the best time of my life, did a lot of crazy best stuff. time of your life? Yeah. I wouldn't say best time of life. I think it was more sad than happy, but I got to see the world like I signed up. I joined the army to do and I got to see a lot of Poland that I probably would never go back to or never would have saw in the first place and it was pretty cool it was a pretty interesting thing and all that was what is at first and it turned to be a great adventure a sad one but a good one
0: and I think it's interesting because A lot of the times we get stuck in the what if loop when it's really nothing to do with us. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we just have to realize like, okay, it's not all about us. It's not all about you. It's there's external factors that are the reason why things are the certain way and getting so wrapped up in, how it's going to affect your personal life is just damaging to your own mindset Mm -hmm. and mental health because at the end of the day, it's not about you. But when you're in that time, it's hard to remember that it's not about you.
1: Of course. It's always.
0: And at that time, it feels like it's actually all about you.
1: Oh, 100%. you think about it, you're like, what am I going to do? How... Is this person going to feel about me? And it's me, me, me. All the thoughts are always intrusive, always bad. Mm-hmm. And they're always about you.
0: It's even like aside from like, let's get away from the military, like a, in any aspect of life. And it's like, oh, I don't want to start that business because what are they going to think about me? What, mm-hmm. if, what if my social media doesn't get any likes? What if I get no followers? What if I lose all my money? Whatever. And it's like, what if, what if, what if? Well, newsflash, like, it's not about you <laughs> those people aren't thinking anything about you it's not all about you
1: yep
0: so that's a hard pill to swallow but i handle these these situations differently um more in a frazzled array and i'm more of like a
1: that's an easy way to put it
0: frazzled <laughs> <laughs> i'm more of like a oh shit yeah Like, what is this going to mean for us? What does this look like when we don't even have all the facts?
1: Yeah. um, (laughs) It's true. It is. You are the question. You like to ask a hundred questions I wish I had the answers to, (laughs) but I don't. And that's just how it is. And it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault to think like that because that's the appropriate answer. And... Sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and just think about it. And, okay, you might not know everything. Someone else might not know all the answers either, but Mm -hmm. just kind of gather yourself where you know, kind of gather the information you know, like I've done in the past. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think a huge piece of it is, like we were talking about before we started, like resiliency Mm -hmm. and like knowing that It's, it's going to be okay. And like, you will make it through and you are like more capable than you think about handling times of difficulty and just be always reminding yourself to be resilient. This quote I heard uh, once said, the Oak fought the wind and was broken and the willow bent when it must and survived. And, and,
1: so APA format? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll read it again. The oak fought the wind and was broken. The willow bent when it must and survived. So basically, like, if you're going to fight the difficult times that are coming at you, like, you're going to break. Mm-hmm. You're going to break down because you can't fight something that's not in your control. Where if you just bend and be malleable with situations that you can't control, that's when you survive. So it's like going – it's going with the flow, but that's a broad statement. It's more of being able to bend
1: yeah.
0: and not break.
1: Bend but break.
0: Bend but not break.
1: Sure.
0: Um, <laughs> anyway, that resiliency piece is has shown up in a lot of different areas in our lives, I think. I could speak for myself, but it's shown up in a lot of different areas in my life. If just – not knowing but not fretting. My my mom always used to say, um, what you don't know won't kill you. Yeah. And it's like it's so true when you think about it. Like if you just don't know, mm-hmm. then just continue to live.
1: Yeah. Live your life. Yeah, everybody everybody jumps to conclusions a lot, and that's the biggest killer is that. People like to overthink and jump to conclusions when they get bad news or their plans have changed drastically and you never stop and you never think about it. Mm -hmm. Like maybe this has a good impact. Maybe God has a better plan or has put a plan in place for you. And people don't stop to think about that. They just go, why me? Mm -hmm. Why has this plan changed? Why? Mm -hmm. Oh, snap. What's going to be like? No one asks, how can this better me? This mm-hmm. is gonna better me. And I think I find myself saying this this could work out for me. This may mm-hmm. you be do different.
0: You do do that.
1: Yeah, a little positive attitude on the end of what ifs.
0: It's like, I always say, uh, like, is this working for me? Or is this work, is this, or not, is this working? Is this happening for me or is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. And so it's like saying like, oh, why is this happening to me? It's like Mm -hmm. is this happening to you
1: yeah
0: or is it happening for you and it's like a a lot of the same things like like if you take a medical issue or somebody who is like struggling to have a baby or something and it's like is this happening to you Mm -hmm. or is this like you said like is this god's plan is this something that's happening for you is there a better plan is there something in the future that you just don't know yet that in order to get to that point, you have to be resilient, and you have to show that you can bend and that you won't break.
1: Yeah, um, I'm big on how can I play this hand that's been dealt to me, and yeah, that's why it's always how can I, how can this affect me? How can this play out in my favor mm-hmm. in this situation? And sometimes I don't have the answer, but yeah, I'm still looking for the how can this play out in my favor, and i think people need to start looking at it that way instead of why me i think that's just another way to cope one way to cope with a drastic change or big impact
0: Mm -hmm. the whole why me piece is huge like so many people are i even see it like in my client group and like so many people are like why can't i lose five pounds or like why i don't know why me why me why me but at the same time, like, we, it goes all back to the thing, like, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. There's a plan. There's things coming in the future that we just don't know about. And it sounds like woo-woo shit and, like, manifestation and all this whole, all this trendy stuff that's going on right now about how you could, like, speak stuff into the future. I believe it.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I'm not walking around the house being, like, I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire because the realistic side of your brain is, like, Okay. No, you're not. (laughs) You're not a millionaire. (laughs) Check the bank account. (laughs) But like in a sense, the more you encourage yourself and empower yourself to actually believe that those things can be your truth, then the more motivated you are and driven you are to actually take the steps and do the actions that get you there. So if I just continue to tell myself, I'm not a millionaire, I'm not a millionaire, I'm not a millionaire, I'm going to be less motivated and less driven to do the actions that are going to make me a millionaire. That's just an example. I'm not saying that that's my goal, but whose goal is that not? (laughs) Don't we all want to be millionaires? But the point is that the whole manifestation thing and speaking – like about the future and how you can create your future life. I believe in that because I believe that thinking in a certain way, thinking a certain way leads you to take the actions to get there. Mm -hmm. It's not that saying those words out loud is going to make you a millionaire because that's, that's nothing. Words are nothing without action.
1: Yeah.
0: I always say that words are nothing without action. And unless you speak that and speak your goal, and then take the steps and the actions to get there then no i don't believe in manifestation like you have to you have to do the work and it's hustle and grind and just do it but speaking it is a way to motivate yourself and empower yourself to believe that you can do that
1: yeah yep i agree i always say going through basic and all the hard times i've had i've I think my biggest motivator is myself. When I get in my own head and I talk shit to myself, in my head, I'm a little crazy, I think, but <laughs> but the biggest motivator for me is when I'm in my head and I'm talking to myself, and when I'm, out, when I'm telling myself I can't do something, there's always something else in my head that says, you can do it, you're gonna do it, no matter what you want. I'm going to make you do it. Mm -hmm. And my body just goes. Mm -hmm. And a big instance, it's a funny story that I need to tell you sometime, but I was on the uh, rappel tower in basic. And it's this 30-foot tower that you just jump off with a rope attached to you. If Some people might not know what it is, but it's scary. You have someone to catch you. You have the rope that's going to stop you. But your first instinct is, I'm going to fall. And you you think about it in your head, and you're like, oh, shit, Like I'm going to die. This is a far drop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But something in my head literally was like, you're going to go. You're doing everything dangerous and scary. Even if, if, if my head would tell me no,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was already hanging off the side of the, the wall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was already on the ground by the time I fought with myself. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to have a more inner fight with themselves Mm -hmm. when shit gets hard and you have a negative thought about something that you need to look inside of yourself and kind of like my body versus my brain, like, Mm -hmm. just push yourself. Like, don't think, just do it. They always
0: say, sorry.
1: If you know the right answer, then do it.
0: They always say your mind... Will give out before your body does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's just like if you're doing, I don't know, two hundred push-ups, mm-hmm. your mind is gonna say, "Holy shit, that's a lot of push-ups. I don't think I can do that. I'm not strong enough. I can't do that. I have to go on my knees. All this different stuff." But in reality, if you're physically fit, your body could probably do two hundred push-ups.
1: Yeah, I I used to go blank. I usually, I usually just zone out and don't think about what physical activity I'm doing, and it usually works out in my favor because before I know it, I'm already done. Mm-hmm. So it's also
0: it's it goes along with the whole resiliency thing. Like yep. this whole topic is all intertwined because it's like. If you fight hard enough, you're going to break. If you fight the wind, like the oak tree, you're going to break. If you bend with the wind, you're going to survive. And so you just, I don't know. Resiliency is just the key to a lot of things in life. I'm learning.
1: Yeah, it's a big factor in how your day-to-day life just plays out. Mm -hmm. Just getting up and... Doing you and having a positive mindset starts with you and the resiliency. Mm -hmm.
0: And it's okay to get into that, like, not negative mindset, but like, what if mindset. It's okay. It's the normal human nature to immediately go there when Mm -hmm. you don't know things. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting yourself out of that. What? I
1: don't know. And and how
0: um how you can n- white noise out your own brain and your own thoughts and i think that's the tool and that's the key because you're never gonna erase those thoughts it's just a matter of breaking the cycle uh, i definitely need some shit talking for myself sometimes
1: it's what keeps me going sometimes okay i just need a little push <laughs> <laughs>
0: um all right so you're gonna give two pieces of advice to the listeners for navigating uncertainty in times of unknown stuff
1: okay um so my first big one huge i think it's probably played the biggest role and it's also something i had to learn myself it just didn't come naturally but it's the breathe i always say i tell my guys three seconds take three deep, long breaths, and after that, take take a look, think about it, and process what was said, what you did, what happened, um, and collect information.
0: I didn't know you did that.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's a big piece. I usually just keep that information myself, but I started sharing it more and teaching it to other people so that they can use it, Um, especially people around
0: me.
1: i let you kind of just run wild, try to watch you. <laughs> um, my second one is also pretty huge. And I think I've learned um, also within being the military is the people in your circle are the biggest parts. Mm. Um, so, I mean, my buddies, like the people that are going through the same shit as me, Maybe have the same like mm-hmm. experiences as me. They're probably a big part of people in my circle. Mm-hmm. Um, you for sure. I like to consolidate you sometimes. Try to consolidate. Uh, <laughs> Use the word wrong. Um, I know.
0: Talk you to mean. you. Yeah.
1: Um, figure out what's in your head. Figure out. Try to like tell you what's going on in my head. Mm-hmm. Um but just having somebody speak, talk um, about what you're thinking about, what might happen, what can be the outcome, what can play out in your favor. And maybe that person might think the same for you or think about other better options that are going through your head instead of the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That goes – so more to come on this, but I was at a – leadership development and growth uh seminar this past oh, weekend man. or this past week growth day growth day if you don't know look it up <laughs> um but one of the speakers at the conference was talking all about uh, who's in your circle and who you're gonna lean on in times of stress and overwhelm and they called it a fortress and it was like who's your fortress yeah and That idea really was hitting home for me because it's like, if you don't have those fostered relationships and the ones that you know are stable and you know are the ones that will always have your back no matter what, aka your fortress, then when times of stress and overwhelm come, because they always will, like pretty much daily, I know I can say I have times of stress and overwhelm like literally every day.
1: Yeah.
0: Um not I'm not saying like to an extreme. Like yeah. I'm not having anxiety attack every single day. There are people that are. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's you, then who's your fortress? Yep. Cuz who who are you going to talk to? Who are you going to call? Who are you going to text in a time when you can't get out of your own head? Yeah. And you're just so stuck in the what if negative what if negative what if negative loop in your head and so when he was talking about who's in your fortress i could immediately name four people who are in my fortress obviously you're one of them (laughs) um (laughs) obviously but it's like in times of stress overwhelm uncertainty the unknown difficulty Whatever, whatever the scenario is, even in times of happiness and celebration and success, it's like, who is your fortress? Who are you turning to? Who's your right-hand man who you're turning to to say, celebrate this with me? Yeah. Or can I cry on your couch? Like it, It's just like you have to know who the fortress is. And if you don't know, who's your three to five people? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's who's your three to five people who have your back. And they're the ones that you can talk to and go to about anything positive or negative or stressful or anything going on in your life.
1: Yeah.
0: So, any last thoughts to add on to that before I give my last my last little bit. No. All right, so I want to give you two tangible steps to take so that you can start to combat feelings of uncertainty and anxiety um, and overwhelm and stress. So first one is to journal. If you've listened to my podcast or if you know me personally, I I wish journaling was, like, a product because I could sell the shit out of it.
1: Journal. <laughs> all the time every day as soon as you get pissed at me (laughs) bad joke in the notes (laughs) no in
0: all seriousness journaling is something that has been proven by mental health professionals to release all different types of emotions positive and negative so my biggest 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 tip for journaling is to do it every single day like a habit just like brushing your teeth and here's why most people only journal when there's something negative or when they're really stressed or really overwhelmed or feeling really anxious or having a panic attack and all those things are amazing and you should journal during those times but you also should journal during times when you feel really happy and really excited and joyful and successful and when you have hit a really big goal in your business or your life because when we journal only in negative times or stressful times It starts to tell your brain that journaling is a negative process. And follow me. It's teaching your brain that we journal when we're feeling negative or we journal when we're feeling anxious. Coping. It makes journaling something you don't want to do. Yeah. Because you have to rehash all those negative emotions. It's
1: connected. And
0: it, yeah. And so it basically the act of looking at the journal or picking it up, if you only do it in negative times, will immediately put you in a negative headspace and make you think about all those negative emotions. So on the flip side, if we journal about all things, and if you journal every single day, good, bad, ugly, whatever the journal page has written in it from that day, it teaches your brain that it's a habit and you it's something you do that's non-negotiable. And so it removes the negative connotation that comes with it. So instead of looking at your journal and being like, oh, I don't feel like picking it up because I have to rehash all these negative things. It's more of a non-negotiable brain activity that you do, whether it's positive or negative. Second tangible item is to get outside. (laughs) And this one stumps people because they're like, I don't have time it's raining yeah it's cold it's cold
1: the the sun's not
0: out whatever screw that but research has proven that getting outside increases activity in your brain and dopamine production and dopamine if you don't know is a happy chemical and so immediately stepping outside in the fresh air whether it's sunny or not increases your dopamine production which in turn reduces feelings of anxiety and overwhelm and stress and all those things. So if you find yourself at your desk or sitting at your computer or crying in your bed or fighting with your spouse or whatever the case is, step outside. <laughs> it's it's just, it changes everything. And it immediately resets your brain and starts producing more of that dopamine and that will start to decrease the feelings of overwhelm and stress and anxiety and all those different insert negative emotion. So, all right, that's all we have for you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this kind of freeloading episode (laughs) because we didn't have too much of a plan, but I hope you got something good out of it and enjoyed having the boy on the podcast. <laughs> He'll definitely be making a return, but make sure you review and share the podcast because that's what keeps it being pushed out and um, shown to more people. And of course, we want to create the best mind over matter community in the world, and you are the people that help us do that. So, oh yeah, be sure be sure to share it, review it, send it to a friend, your mom, your grandma, whoever. Um, and we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and of course let us know if you have any podcast ideas that you want us to cover or me to cover in a solo episode. But
1: or if you want to listen to me ramble for yeah 30 minutes. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> pro tip, don't ask anything about history <laughs> because he will ramble. Um like my
1: own podcast.
0: Yeah, anyway. All right. We love you. XOXO. Love you, mind over matter.